0: Hello and welcome to A Very Good Day, if you're a Stoke fan. It's been an unbelievable weekend. No one saw this coming, not even Alex Neal. So hello Ange, what a day. Hello and a very happy Sunday to everybody. Or whatever day
1: you're listening to this, I'm sure this podcast will make
0: you feel ecstatic. I'm still a little bit shocked Ange, to be honest. I can't believe how well he performed, to be honest. I mean, it could have been eight to nine, couldn't it?
1: It could have, and you know what,
0: at half-time I'd have taken 1-0. Well that's what my prediction was, we were way off, I think you had a draw, I had a win. Yes, it was 1-0 for
1: Sunderland
0: you had though. Uh, I'll listen back, but I think, I think you know, that I, I'd never go against Stoke, not this season. No, of course you wouldn't. Right, so before we jump in, we'll have a quick talk about Brighton, because I thought we were unlucky against Brighton, and I thought, I thought it was a very positive debut for Twanzebby.
1: I didn't think we were unlucky, I thought we didn't go for it, when you take a striker off with eight minutes to go and you replace him with another striker, that says to me you're quite happy that you've only lost 1-0, I felt they never got out of first gear, to me it was just, well didn't Stoke play well and work hard, and that's not what I want to see from a Stoke team, you're in the cup, if you don't win you're out, there's no one point for drawing, so I was disappointed, but they worked hard and that's all I'll say about that and I do actually think that Brighton are an exceptionally good team
0: they're a modern club of how to run a football club aren't they at the moment Brighton yeah. but I, I thought there was an impressive debut for Tuan Zerbe. Um of course his contract's up at the end of the summit do you reckon we could get him fit and maybe convince him that Stoke is where his future is
1: I think he's a very good player I don't think we've got a cat in chance of keeping him but let's enjoy him while we can
0: I think that's a bit negative. I think he's come to sign. I think there's positive signs. Right, so now we're gonna go into an incredible game which happened yesterday, which we could have absolutely destroyed them, there's no question of it. And it was Sunderland. Now I'll go in with the possession stats and everything. Possession was fifty-six to us. Sorry, Sunderland 44 for us. Shots we had 16, they had six. Shots on target, we had eight, they had four. Corners, four, they had two. Fouls, we were back on top and that, where we had 19, and they had eight. So, looking at that, it's a quite controlled game, wasn't it? Where, you know, again, it's another match where we haven't had most of the possession, but absolutely ripped the team apart. It's the same as Huddersfield as well.
1: The first half, we had more possession. Um, and at 1-0 when they went in at half time I thought we were just about worthy of that and I never ever saw the onslaught coming in the second half but I take everything you said about the possession and my word we ripped them to shreds in the second half and don't let anybody kid you that Sunderland were rubbish because they were only as good as we allowed them to play and when we get into these statistics um, of who did well and who did what I think one or two of us will be very surprised at who's close to man of the match
0: Yeah, I mean, I've got my d- decision on there. I'm going to see what you think. So we going with the first goal. That was in the 41st minute. A nice, well-played performance, really, down the right-hand side. And a nice little layoff, and Laurent couldn't miss, could he, really? Great goal. And wound up the Sunderland fans. I don't know if there's some link to Newcastle or something, but they seem to be up for it. Yeah, and um, Will Smallbone put in a great ball and Laurent
1: finished it with a plum and... And then went off and, and, and did a little, I think they call it a tongue dance, don't they, these days. But thoroughly deserved lead. Uh, and at half-time, Ian, as I said, I would have taken that.
0: I think we all would have taken that. But then we move into the second half. And in the 53rd minute, great move again from Smallbone breaking in. And unselfishly passed it to Campbell, who put it into an open net.
1: Yeah, that was a really good goal. And when, and when that went in, I thought, yes, yes, we've won this. Brilliant,
0: blow your whistle. How wrong was I? Oh yeah, you were, you were going away too early there. And then yep. only a few minutes later, in the 57th minute, a brilliant goal on the wrong foot from, Cam, from Campbell.
1: Yeah, I thought his chance had gone when he had that one shot. Um, and it sort of spun back to him and he just effortlessly battered it into the net and it was just brilliant. And then at that point, I think everybody thought, is this really happening or am I... Dreaming on
0: my way up to Sunderland, it was just brilliant, absolutely brilliant. It was. It was a brilliant take. I think it, was, it wasn't just a punt. It was a, it was a beautiful little flick and with his wrong foot as well. And because we've already we've we've said a few times that his right foot has probably been a big weakness in his game, but the way he flicked that into the corner, it was beautiful little flick and it, fantastic goal. And you know, not long ago, I think it was only two weeks ago, I was thinking, is it time to maybe let Campbell go? But If he put performances on like this again, then we've got a good... He looked looked sharp. He looked really up for Sunderland, which really impressed me. And I haven't haven't liked him on the left, but yesterday against Sunderland, he really shone. And then on the 62 minutes, which was a bit of a disappointment, a bit of a lapse of concentration in the defence, and a little simple tap in for Pritchard, a player that we've been linked with.
1: Yeah, I was disappointed and I must admit at that point I thought, oh my God, are the wheels coming off? But look, we managed to weather that very minor storm. I like Pritchard, I think he's a good player. In fact, he was uh, in a car share with our dear friend, ex-player Danny Bart, because we filled up at the same petrol station as them coming back down, but nobody really wanted to talk to them because we were winners and we don't associate with losers on nights like that.
0: No, you're right. And then a man who's been a little bit blunt this season in front of goal and has been very heavily criticised over his recent performances, Dwight Gale, in the right place to just flick it into the back of the net. Yeah, and it's been true by
1: doing we're up, you're down. Uh, And uh, then just the same as their shots on target yesterday. A few bottles were flying onto the pitch but they missed him and I was well pleased with the bloke because whatever you think about him, he made our first goal with his, the way he got in, I don't know if you remember that Ian, where he managed to block off an intended pass
0: Yeah, it was it was some great play I mean, it was yeah. it was really good to see and, and I'm hoping now Gale pushes on and, and it, it, things are looking up, Ange. I mean, we'll look into it and then again, a beautiful ball by Smallbone in and Gale, one of the smallest players in that box at the time, managed to get a header that confused everybody. It was a... a, a, Yeah, there was a bit of luck to it, but it was a great header for Gale second and our fifth.
1: It was. And at that point, I thought, can we get the record and get a sixth? And I think we took our foot off the gas.
0: Yeah, it was a bit disappointing, really. It
1: it was, look, nobody would have predicted that result. Nobody of sane mind would have predicted that result. But how good was
0: it to, to smash him? Oh, it's, it's been great. Like, like I say, over the last couple of mo- weeks and months, we have had these big results in. us. It's, it's just knowing the trend that's been happening, it could go into the next game and we go back to losing again, which is what we don't want. I mean, if we can kick on and get a back-to-back, this team might be able to kick on. I, I mean, people are saying it's too late for the playoffs. I agree but a good end to the season would really be what we're after at this moment, would after that performance? Definitely. Right, so now we go into, obviously, everybody's favourite part, which is the player ratings. So we jump straight in with Sarkic.
1: Well, Sarkic didn't last the whole game. He came out, clattered one of our players. He's one of these keepers that doesn't want to catch your punch he went off at half
0: time I'm going to give him a 7 I felt good about him I thought he did quite well I did uh, Sarkic I mean there was a bit of a rush a bit of a rush rush of blood to the head for me with what happened when he came race sprinting out um, thanks to the mistake from Hevy but to be honest I've been impressed with him over the last couple of games which we'll talk about after him but you know I'm hoping he isn't going to be injured for a while I thought he did well he'll he'll get a 7 for me as well now we move in to Hoover. Yeah, I don't know about Hoover. He's got pace. He's got good energy. I
1: still think he's settling in.
0: Um, I'm going to give him a seven as well. Uh, I'll go on with a six actually with um, Hoovy. Uh, there's there's things I like about him. I like his pace. I like how he moves. And he's he's very good on the ball, which is a shock to me. I mean, it's a good good signing really if we can get the rest of him. The problem is, he reminds me a lot of Trent Alexander-Arnold, where he's really good at going forward, but he really struggled with Jack Clark yesterday, didn't he, in his defensive duties, which is why I've only given him a six, because I thought at times he was the weak link in our defence. There's not a lot. He's the only thing I can sort of moan about yesterday, because I thought he was defensively weak. But I, liked, I loved him going forward. He had a lot to do with two of the goals, moving forward and helping out and becoming a spare midfielder, which I did like and enjoy watching. But he gets a six because he needs to improve that defensive work. Right, now Sterling. thought that was the best match for Sterling in the shirt. Uh
1: I thought he did really well. I'd love him to stay at the club. And I'm giving him an
0: eight. You're following me now. I'm going to have to go first next time. Sterling's getting an eight from me. I thought he was brilliant at left back. I didn't think he'd fit that role. But yesterday, he was—he—he he didn't do a foot wrong yesterday. He moved forward. Every, and even his left footed crosses seemed to be better than his right. Because I can remember his crossing against Blackpool. And it left a lot to be desired. But I think he, him and Hoover seem to have a good connection. They seem like for the first time in a while, we've actually got good wing backs that can do both roles. I mean, fair enough, Hoover is a bit defensively weak, but I thought the way Sterling was breaking forward and focusing on handling handling Patrick Roberts, he, he did it with aplomb. Every time Roberts tried to engine on and get past us, he, he looked to his left and there was Sterling. So I can't knock him against an eight. I thought it was brilliant from him. Right, now we're going to Ben Wilmot. <laughs>
1: I think Ben Wilmot's played really well recently. I thought he was the standout player against uh, Brighton. Um I thought the tackle on him was a red. It was very late. Uh, I think he'll be okay because Alex Neal said he'd be okay and I'm giving him a seven.
0: Yeah, he's going to get an 8 actually for me, uh, Ben Wilmot. Whenever he plays on that right side of the centre-back pairing, he's brilliant. I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I think he's brilliant. I thought Dan Clark was very very lucky to stay on the pitch. Not sorry, Dan Clark, Dan Neal. And he, he, is he definitely no relation to the to Stoke manager? I don't
1: believe
0: he is. He, he, he's, he's a bloody double of him. I've got to be honest, he's a double of him with air. <laughs> so yeah. there, there, there might be some in that. But I thought Wilmot was strong. I thought he controlled the game. I thought he moved and helped out the midfield whenever he could, but was always back and he was in his position. Very happy with uh, Wilmot when he plays in that position. And now we move into Phil Jagielke.
1: Yeah, I still think Phil Jagielka is, I mean, I know it's ridiculous probably thing to say, but he's getting towards um, the end of his career. Uh, I think Pearson helps him a lot to make him look maybe better than he is at the moment. Um, he's getting a seven for me.
0: I, I'll go with a seven as well. I thought I thought he, he did look laboured at times, I'll be honest. He struggled a bit at times with Gelhad. The lad on loan from yeah. Leeds. I thought, I thought he did struggle with that, but to be fair, he is nineteen, full of pace, and quite tall. Um, yeah, I, I still think he played well, though elker I can't knock him. We've got to remember he is forty. I mean, everybody seems to knock him like like he's a twenty-year-old lad. This bloke is right at the end of his career, and he's he's doing well. But for me, the only issue I have with him, I think he's playing a bit too much. And we're lying on him a bit too much. But at the end of the day, we haven't got anybody else there, have we? No. Right, now, this player was very close to Man of the Match for me, and that was Pearson.
1: Yeah, he he destroys everything. The thing I like about him is, um, whilst he isn't clearly 100% fit, he reads everything and he gets stuck in. I think he helps Jags a lot, as I said, and I'm going to give him an eight.
0: Hey, I'm going to shock you now. I'm going to go in with a nine for for Ben Hi. Pearson. What a player! I, I said I said five years ago that we should have signed him. I can remember I'll, I'll listen back to the pod, but I said instead of bringing in Klukas and Woods, go for Ben Pearson. He's the best only midfielder in the championship, and even now at what what age is he now? Twenty seven, twenty eight. He's still got it. We for me, if I was Stoke and we have got all this money coming in the summer where we could spend and this that and the other. He for me is the number one priority. If we can get him on a permanent basis, I think we can build a midfield around him. Because every time he plays, we look compact, we look strong. He breaks up the play. Like against Sunderland, they couldn't. Pritchard was out of the game because of him. Every time he tried move forward, Pearson was there, and it relaxed the defenders. And you can see what an impact he's made in that midfield since he's come in. And it's, it's a shame we didn't have him from the start of the season, and it's a shame that, you know, he's, he's not 100% fit. But if if this is him at 70%, wow, our God's goods going to be at 100%. who's, of course, full of pace and a young lad, he, he stuck with him all game. He just couldn't handle him. And, you know, bravo for the signing, brilliant. Can't, can't knock it. Right, now for me, another close contender for Man of the Match, and that's Josh Laurent.
1: Josh Lyon was excellent I thought he took that goal that he got at the start very well he's formidable he's difficult to, to knock off the ball um, I just just think he's, he's turned the corner he's, um, his best best first half of it we've had for ages and he does the shithousery am I allowed to say that yeah he you can it's well too podcast um, so for me he's getting an 8 as well
0: he's getting a 9 Ange good god that's, that's how well I thought Laurent played, I, I love his attitude though, I like this big headedness about him, I, I love that, because we, ha- we haven't yeah, he's had black, players, he? he's he's honestly since he's come back, since Alex Neal's had him, he's a different player, and when you're playing him up in that he's got an engine on him, he's always in the right place, and I'm afraid it's the end of Louis Baker now with the improved performances of Laurent, I thought he took his chance absolutely fantastic, I thought he was unlucky late on to add a six, I'm really impressed with Josh Laurent and you've got to do a big turn round with this because I thought he was going to be a flop and now I take full, full compliment I think he's our best player at the moment okay now this is the man I've gone with man of the match. You might not agree with me but I've gone in with it and it's Will Smallbone.
1: I'm pausing there for effect. Thought he was immense. I think he's been great the last few matches. Um, what a classic performance from him. I mean, He had three assists and uh, for me he's getting a nine and a half.
0: He's getting a ten from me, Ange. Apart from scoring a goal that's Probably, I mean, let's be honest. I've been one of his biggest critics this season, Will Smallbone.
1: without a doubt,
0: the biggest. Yeah, second to you, Ange, You know, you come on now. You, you would have. I mean, you hated him at one point. I've got. I said no, I didn't hate
1: him. The only people I hate are people that play at the city. But um, I think I did say, you know, I accept that I said he's a um, a tricks and flicks person.
0: Well, he's definitely that, and he, he worked well. I mean, he got three assists yesterday. He controlled the game. His forward-thinking way destroyed Sunderland. They genuinely couldn't deal with him. And I've got to be honest, it was my, it was a fantastic performance from start to finish. And you know, I can't really knock anything about his game. I think his sprinting forward was brilliant. I thought he really worked well with Laurent. You know, Laurent was doing all the donkey work, pushing the ball forward, which is what he's great at, box to box. And then he was finding Smallbone and Smallbone was just pulling the strings, beautiful little passes, and we were away. Fantastic. Let's see more of it. Right, now we go into Jacob Brown. I didn't think Jacob Brown had one of his better
1: matches, but he had a lot to do with... Sacking uh, back, pressing. Um, I just think he's quite good on the right wing. Think he, he does a better job than people think of, and I'm
0: going to give him an eight too. Oh, an eight? That's a bit high. I'm getting over seven, Ange. I thought he was. I, I, I didn't. I wasn't impressed with Jacob Brown. He, did, he didn't bring enough offensive-wise, Ange, for me.
1: He, he made the pass to Smallbone that made the goal, but you know, carry on.
0: Yeah, that, that's just one of. Five goals and many opportunities. I, he's got to bring more to it. He's got to be in the right places to score goals and create. And for me, he was doing a lot of tracking back. He was doing a lot of hard work stuff that we we like seeing. We all love Johnny Walters for those things. Don't get me wrong, but you know, for me, he's got he's got to do a bit more. I like his. I like how aggressive he is, and he, he's never ending. Is he? he's relentless. Isn't he? He's like an energy drink. Yeah. He just just constantly yeah. runs, which is what I like about him. But I don't know what the improvement of Gale. is. What do we think of Jacob Brown? What would you think is going to happen to him?
1: I think Jacob Brown will stay a good part of our, um,
0: of our, our team for a while. Right, well, that's what you think. Right, so now we move into another <laughs> contender for Man of the Match for me, and Tyrese Campbell. I don't think Tyrese Campbell was contender for Man of the Match. I thought he did very well. I thought he took his goals
1: well. Um... I think he's 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 obviously the best finisher at the football club. Um, I do don't I don't think he's as fit as he should as he could be. Um, but look, you can't knock somebody who scored two really good goals. So for me, he's getting an eight.
0: He's getting a nine for me, Ange. I thought he took his chances brilliantly. He was always available for a pass. He had loads of energy that Sunderland's backline couldn't cope with. And his second goal, I thought, was such a take. I mean I've talked about it before. To be honest if he performs like that yes. I mean yeah, he, me too. he he played he played really well. I mean if he, if he's in pre like do uh, the thing that for me was the most shocking thing of the game was how well he took that opportunity with his right foot. You know it was it was such a great finish. I mean I think there's there's not enough not enough excitement about that. It was a great thing. You've got to remember that it was a, the, the box was full of people. And he he, he he just chipped it beautifully in that corner with his wrong foot. And, you know, kudos. I'm happy because if we can get Campbell back firing, I am a very happy man. Right, so yeah. now we move into... Is this another contender for Man of the Match? It's unbelievable. Dwight Gale. Uh, Dwight Gale found his
1: scoring books... Um... That's that's brilliant. I thought he's, you know, as I said to you, he knocked down that pass from the first bloke, he blocked it, which led to our our first goal. Once he scored one, you thought, hey, up, here we go again. And uh, I hope he continues to score it. His work rate's second to none. He's got to start scoring some goals now. He's clearly dead chuffed chuffed with what he did. So. You
0: know, after the first half, when I didn't think he was looking particularly good, because he wasn't. uh, Second half, I thought he was outstanding. He's getting an eight. He's getting a nine from me, Gail. uh, It's one of them games, Andrew. It was a five-one win. Yeah, I agree. First half, he, he, he looked his usual self, we could say, but he was right up for it in the second half. And from what I've been told, apparently he got quite a lot of stick from the Sunderland fans when he was coming in at half-time. And I I think that's the best thing that Sunderland did because he came out a different player in the second half. He, he worked yeah, for everything. I, I just loved his... I loved... He, that's the gale I remember, being in the right place at the right time for that fourth goal. He's, he's, well, his second for Stoke. You know, it was a nice little take. That's That's what gail has been doing for years and years just been getting himself in the right areas for things to drop and I'm hoping that's a kick on but his second goal I think that's a, a clever little header that Crouch should be proud of won't he Yeah
1: absolutely
0: And what a what a day Ange I'm, I'm all excited I'm happy people are saying I'm mad but I'm taking it Ange I'm taking it all the way to the bank Right, so cool. we're going to the subs at half time. Obviously, Jack Bonham came on and he did well, he all right. didn't have much to do, did he? No. So,
1: um,
0: seven. Seven? Yeah. Oh, and come on now, it's a substitute, you know the rules. Come on, you can't beat you It well. Listen, he was solid, he, he, and, and
1: I'm giving him a seven because he played well against Brighton, too, so he's getting a seven.
0: Fair enough. I'll go on for five because it's a substitution. Andy Andy conceded the second there the comeback goal, which I thought he should have got his hand to. I, I'm being very picky there, but sometimes we've got to be a little bit picky, aren't we? Right on the twenty six minute, we, we forgot about first was Fox or Wilmot. I thought Fox did very well. I thought he filled in really well. Um, I don't think he's the greatest on the
1: ball, but he almost scored as well. Uh, and one thing you noticed about Fox is that he doesn't all get into the other players and, and keep shivving them up. So seven for Fox and me too. He just filled in the gap from Wilmot. I thought
0: he was good. seven. Yeah, and I'm going to go one an eye. I thought, I thought seven as well. I thought he come in with a difficult situation. I thought he controlled the game as well when he played come in as, in that left centre-back role. Jaggi out sort of swap position. But, yeah, I thought he did very well um, when he come on. Because, you know, he's a player that's... He's, he's very hit and miss, isn't he, in Morgan Fox?
1: Yeah.
0: Right, so then the next substitution was Jordan Thompson for Pearson. I Thompson did well too. He did
1: uh, two or three really good moves where he he broke down their attack and pushed forward.
0: And I'm going to give him a seven as well. Um. He, I'll go over six for Thompson... Because when he came on... We instantly conceded... Which I know was not directly his fault... But I think losing Ben Pearson in that midfield... You know I thought he did weaken us a bit... I thought Thompson... I'll be honest I don't like Thompson in that holding midfield role... I think he can do a job there... But I don't like him there permanently... I think at times he gets overrun... He gets distracted... He moves around too much... To be honest with Thompson... I don't really know where playing. Where would you play him? Uh,
1: defensive
0: midfield, at the back of the three. See, I, I don't like him there. I think he gets overrun too much. But, you where know, would that, you play him? You, you, but that's that's the thing that I'll say. I, I think there's more, more consistently there of Pearson, but it's if we can get him on a permanent basis. Right, then we see the new Mr. Sub, a player that I think is on his final final season, Louis Baker. I thought Baker did okay when he came on. He didn't have a great
1: deal of minutes to, to talk about, but uh, I'll give
0: him a seven
1: too. A seven? Yeah, well, he went on long enough to do anything bad,
0: wasn't he? Bloody hell, you, you forget a seven, he needs score an hat trick Come on, bloody hell. Oh, God.
1: Seven, 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 seven. Right,
0: five for me. Right, and then... Look, Ta- Tymon came on for Campbell yeah well um,
1: Tyman actually did some really good play he set up a chance for for Gale at the end I don't know if you remember it he wasn't really on long enough apart from that so I'll give him a 7-2 I'm
0: not giving anybody a 6 oh and a 5 for Tymon yeah good pass through into the middle but yeah it, it, come on now right so substitutes that weren't used were Taylor and Lowe I mean, is it a bit disappointing not to see Lowe maybe come on for the last couple of minutes, but, you know, can't, can't be too much of a grudgy. Right, so we'll go in first this time with referee rating.
1: I thought the referee was appalling. I really yes. did. He let, The words he let everything go spring to mind. That included potential red cards, handballs, everything. I'm giving him a five.
0: I'm going to go on with a minus minus 1 aren't you? I thought he was one of the worst refs I've seen for a long time.
1: He was
0: awful. I mean it, to be honest with the standards of refereeing and seeing what he was capable of. He missed two red cards. I think he missed I think he missed about four or five tackles in the in the first half which he didn't even foul blow up for. I mean did did we have VAR in this game? No. No. I'm I'm surprised, but luckily, but unluckily for us, it could he just could have been eight, nine, 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 one if he picked up these red cards. Right, so now moving to the overall Stoke performance. No. Ten for me, Ange. This this time, ten. Wow. That's how positive I'm feeling and how, how happy I am with that shock result. I think it's more because it's a shock than anything else. But I thought they played really well. Second half is probably the best performance in a half I've seen for a long, long time, I'll be honest. And I'm impressed, Ange.
1: The one thing I, I would say about the whole match is that now we have this new player who used to be named Will Smallbone, who's now superior, apparently called Sir William Smallpiece. If we could get him in Pearson, I think we'd be a formidable side, but I don't think we'll get them.
0: The negativity and come on we're gonna get him we've got money next okay, season all right, okay. we, we're gonna get a both for out. It's, it's gonna all be right, it's okay. gonna be the best it's gonna, it's gonna be brilliant don't you worry right now we move in to as he's now being called on Twitter Sir Alex Neil I'll tell you what I thought about Neil yesterday he got a lot of abuse as you would expect
1: when he went into the ground he got a lot of excuse when he came, abuse when he came out with the team. He got um, a lot of abuse at the end of the match. He also got pelted with certain things, but I thought he showed an immense amount of class not to react in any way, shape or form. He said that he had nothing but the um, highest regard for Preston, that they had brought him back into the game when he was out of a job. Uh, that he has had some six months of good times with
0: him. And that's a classy bloke when you don't sort of rub people's noses in it. So for me, he's getting a 10. Wow, Ange. Wow, I was going to go on with a 9. I was. Yeah. Um, I, I think he set the game up perfectly. I don't know what he said at half time, but it worked. And I thought he set it up just right. Really, I don't know what he's done with Smallbone, but he's changed. I think the the way he's put Laurent to the more in the Baker role basically has changed has transformed that team for me. And I think his signings are good. That's the thing I'm impressed with. And Sarkic has been a comfortable number one. hasn't really done a foot wrong apart from his debut. Um, I'm looking at who um, Hoivit. Fair enough, he, he's defensively a bit weak at the moment, but. It's so creative and brings a lot to the way we attack. Pearson, what a signing he is! If we can get him permanently, you know, for me, top six is going to be a guarantee. We can get him and a good, a good few around him. Um, I'm impressed, Andrew. He's getting a nine. I thought he didn't really do a foot wrong, and I thought he was classed. Yet yeah, he was getting things thrown at him, which we're going to discuss after. But he, he never once reacted to them, did he? Which I really like in a manager. That's somebody who's got a lot of dignity about himself where he's getting pelted but isn't reacting. That's the calm of a of a calm man, isn't it, that? Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Absolutely brilliant. And and I think we've changed his mind and Alex Neal, haven't we? Let's get him a 10-year contract. Right, <laughs> so before we move into the next part, we're going to quickly talk about the craziness... Of what Sunderland were demanding from Stoke fans before the game.
1: Yes. What was all that about?
0: I have never known anything so idiotic in a long time. Even the Stoke hierarchy, the board, had to mention something to Sunderland of how stupid these demands were. But they they did give a reason. And the reason was that
1: previous fans going to the game had uh, caused all sorts of mayhem um, by launching all those coins and vapes at other people. So it wasn't because it was the Stoke fans. It was because people had behaved badly. But, look, it didn't seem to affect us at all. And I hope the next away match that we play, they ban vaping items too, because that's Middlesbrough away on a cold, wet Tuesday night.
0: Yes, it is. But the thing I found ridiculous is that they were trying to stop Stoke fans from launching things, but Sunderland were throwing stuff left right and centre, weren't they? I mean, I've, yeah, there's so many reports. There
1: was water bottles.
0: There was everything. It's it's crazy scenes. I mean, back in the seventies, there would have been a massive riot that day. Let's let's be honest. You can you can understand because Sunderland have obviously gone through a bad run. I think that's five straight defeats. is and they're they're starting to turn a bit on on um, Tony Mobley, who's got another nickname, but it's it's gone past me. I can't remember what that is. But I, I don't understand what they were doing, really. Bottles were flying everywhere. I mean, I think they were throwing... Well, they did,
1: apparently they trashed a couple of coaches, didn't they? Those that left early.
0: Crazy, crazy, crazy scenes. And, uh, you know, I think Sunderland had just wound up the Stoke fans before it even kicked off. I mean, I yeah. smoke an e-cig, but if I throw mine, it'll probably kill somebody. It's quite big. I mean, I'm presuming they're on about those throw-awayable ones, because, you know, I'm not going to throw a 60 quid e-cig at, at a Sunderland fan. <laughs> so it's yeah. not it's not going to happen. It's a bit crazy. Right, so now we have going into obviously... The next couple of games. Now we've got a lot coming up, have not we? At the moment, and people are on at the moment hushing talk, but there is a chance, a small outside chance of the playoffs. Can can we get excited? What do, what do you reckon on this? I mean, at the moment. I don't
1: think there's a cat in hell's chance, and I think the club will be delighted to
0: finish in the top twelve. The top twelve. Well, we're only two points behind Preston, who are sitting in twelfth, and, and they are.
1: Yeah, and I think that's where we'll probably end up in the
0: twelfth. See, with with the so with some of the results Stoke have had this like recently, you know, re, like we've battered a few teams, really. I mean,
1: well, we battered Reading, we battered Huddersfield, we battered Swansea, and now we've battered Sunderland. So I think that's half of our last eight games, isn't it? And they've been dominant wins, so. We've turned some sort of corner, um, but after each of the first ones I've mentioned, which is Reading, othersfield, and Swansea, we then lost one none, and we've got Blackman this Friday.
0: I think that's a big game, isn't it, Bart Bain? It is. Because we can test ourselves against them on a Friday night, you know, it's, it, I've always enjoyed Friday nights. When we go down Stoke, it's, it's yeah. we've we've had some really good results. I think we beat Arsenal, didn't we? One 0 in a in a Friday night match. I mean, if we beat them, you never know. Yeah, well, I mean,
1: Blackburn, Blackburn, are in, Blackburn have good form behind them,
0: don't they? They're playing well, Blackburn. Or, uh, there's no yeah. question, but I and think they'll that's. Let us on the break, they'll but, be hitters,
1: they'll let us on the break, and we can hit them on the break as well. So. I we do better against
0: teams when we hit them on the break. Well, that's the thing. I mean, th- this is a good kilter now, isn't it, for next season? Because we've got a couple of tough games coming up now, haven't we? But after winning 5 1, confidence is high. The thing I don't want to see now against Blackburn on Friday, I don't want to see the manager swap the team round. That's one thing I don't see. That squad.
1: I, think
0: have to. I, I know he might have to because of injuries and stuff like that, but if he can. I'd like to see him stick with that same team.
1: I can't see um, Sarkic playing.
0: Just Sarkic. I mean, Wilmot. I'd I'm,
1: I'm and... be surprised if Wilmot's fit, but hopefully he'll, um, he'll try.
0: Yeah, because.
1: I think he might change Jagielka for bit.
0: Well, he's back, is he, as well? I mean, I, I, to be fair, I was quite impressed with him at Brighton. So, prediction time with Blackburn. I'm going to go a 2 0 win. I'm going 2 1. 2 1. So, you still think we'll concede a goal? Yeah. Right, OK. And then midweek, we have got.
1: Middlesbrough away.
0: Now, what do you think of this one? I've, I've got a good feeling about this one. I can't explain it's eight why it's on 8
1: o'clock on Sky
0: I think it'll be one inch draw a one inch draw now the thing is with this Michael Carrick of course has gone in there and he's done an f- absolutely fantastic job no turn around and as everybody knows he was my second pick to be manager at the start of the season just throwing in there that I know what I'm on about right but the, the thing is with this I've got a I've got a feeling that they're going to attack us and we're going to be able to counter them just like Sunderland did Okay. I've got a feeling on a 2-0 win again here. No, wow. 2-1. I'll go 2-1. Wow. I think we'll beat them. I, I don't know why, but that performance against Sunderland and the way they played, because I know we've got good players in this team when they're up for it. And the way they were up for it in that game, we've got Transerbe to come back fully fit, which we're hoping can happen. Pearson he's doing well with. He's subbing him off in the 70th, 80th minute just to give him that extra bit of rest time. Um, yeah, I'm confident on these two games. I'm probably going to look like an absolute fool next week when, when we do the next pod. But, yeah, I'm quite optimistic about these two games. I think Carrick, because both of the, to them two teams, Blackbeard, because Blackbeard has still got a, an outside chance of the automatics. Both of these teams are going to go to Stoke, and that suits us at the moment, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. And Absolutely. So we've got to go for it. Your predictions, 1-1 for both games, ain't he? Yeah. Oh no, 2-1. You predicted a win against Blackburn. Yeah,
1: and 1-1 at Middlesbrough.
0: Right, so you're wrong there. We're going to win both. Um, and, finally, before we go into anything else, unless you want to bring something up, Ange? Go on. Anything you want to bring up? Anything you want to talk to the the loyal well, fan base about? I'd like
1: to talk to the loyal fan base about being loyal. And... Um, I thought, even though the match was on TV against Brighton, we had the least attendance of any Cup semi, a cup quarterfinal or last 16. What was it? Last 16. Last 16, yeah. And that wasn't just because it was on the telly, because some of the others were on telly. I thought it was awful to only three parts of the ground. I mean, I know they had to do it because there were so few fans, but let's be honest, it was a very poor gate
0: it was but we we tend to always have bad gates at midweek don't but, we but
1: ian
0: they can't or what are they don't do give you money to go it was as cheap as chips for for cup matches yeah but it's i mean i was working at noons i, I couldn't have gone that game either you know it's it's difficult because you've got to remember a lot of people nowadays work shifts and work continentals and whatever yeah, you know, there's a lot of people who can't go in, in midweeks. So there's a lot. It's a lot of either if you've got kids as well because you've got to keep them up till ten o'clock. I, I I understand know. that it, it's it is a shame. I, I was disappointed when I was watching it on ITV4 and I was sit there going, "There's a lot of Mdcs seats. It don't look good for us this, and it, it doesn't look good." And but you know, there's a lot of ifs and buts with that when it's midweek, we've never really done well in midweek, apart from a few games of the Premier League when we were playing against top teams, even then, we've always, I mean, FA Cup, FA Cup for a while has actually been dead, I can remember, was it last season we had, or the anybody, and that was a weekend. Yeah. So, I don't know, can the club do more, to maybe convince the fans, I mean, I know they did great, incredible pricing for the game, but, I don't know, what what can they do really in this situation? Because there was a couple of people on Twitter going, well we can the club should do something, I mean what more could they do really? No they couldn't, that's what I'm saying Yeah, there's, like I say, unless they're going to pay us go, which you know, I might have been tempted to have a an holiday and go in, but you know, it, it, it's I don't know Angie, with those kind of midweek ones and cups especially it seems like but I think a big part of that part of that is Andrew. is that you know, we, we haven't been doing well and they can't be bothered, can they? It's, it's just yeah, one of them. It, it is,
1: people
0: can't be bothered. Yeah, which which I can understand. I mean, we, we've been pretty shit for five years, haven't we? I know we've picked oh, up a bit yeah. now. So it's one of them. Yeah. Right, so before we end, as you've had to say, let's talk about the ladies. Yes, well, the ladies, um,
1: they did have a double header today, Ian. They had a double-heading game. The Reserves played Nottingham Forest, um, at, both at Norton, and the Reserves were playing the best team in the Reserves League. And unfortunately, they gave it all they got, and they lost 2-0, oh. which was a great fitting, because um, they worked so, so hard. But um, the women's first team also played, and they played Loughborough Lightning, and the women's team won 3-0. Rosh Kibble, who scores, never scores a simple goal, scored the first goal. She saw the keeper off the line and lobbed her. Neula Miskell scored the second, and Holly Gibson scored the third. The third was probably more of a cross, but look, they won, they got three points, so get in. Great amount of goals for Stoke this weekend. The men's first team get five, the women's first team get three, The only downside, of course, was the
0: fact that the reserves couldn't win. But a great weekend for Stoke City Football Club. A fantastic weekend. So, we're going to update everybody on what's been going on. So, what have the club said and are doing about the situation of the ground at Norton?
1: Well, what they've done is um, they've asked me to speak to Norton. The ground's been tidied up. Um, We just it stays in that nick now and um, look it's probably a bit on both sides Norton weren't keeping it as tidy as they should and Stoke weren't pressing them to keep it as tidy as they should but everything's back to normal now Norton have done a tremendous job getting it back to where it was um, and, and nobody can be disappointed so let's hope all's well that ends well
0: well that's it yeah And are the ladies happy with what's been done are they, because they're the most important You're thing aren't they
1: absolutely well chuffed um, just really really pleased um, well, and hope,
0: hopeful that things now go from strength to strength well it, it, it's become my number one focus now like now we've brought up the things in the past in the, in the meetings my next focus is on improving things for the women and we're going to start doing that now and pushing that every time when we talk about when we go to the council meetings i mean i'm not going to speak for you obviously but it's going to be a big push for me now to start making the women's team a more attractive proposition we need to get more sponsorship to them. i am going to start pushing to get maybe one or two of the players interviewed for midweek listens if people want to listen to that which is sure they do because we're all like inside information about the women's team don't we Absolutely. right so if you've got anything else to say i think that's it Ange.
1: I've nothing else to say other than uh, it's been a pleasure to do this podcast with you and uh, let's look for some more happy pods.
0: Well, this has been a happy one, which is why it's shorty because it, we, we, I don't think we've complained about anything, have we, Ange? Well, I mean,
1: I'm just complaining
0: about you. Yeah, well, uh, that is never not normal. So, uh, you know, I'm used to that now and it's been a positive week and I'm hoping we can push it forward because I've got a bad feeling that next week it might be back to normal the crap the rubbish but at this moment time let's keep it happy and let's keep it sweet so thanks for that Ange.
1: pleasure thank you
0: so if you enjoyed the podcast please join us on any podcast platform whatever you prefer listening to just obviously give us a follow and a like and obviously if you're on itunes if you could do there's a great honor of doing us a five-star review it means a lot to us here at the podcast and it's always a thank you from us so if we're on facebook or twitter or instagram just find us and give us a follow and get involved on there we've got a partners group page which you can go on and have loads of chat there's a lot of stuff that goes up on there about stoke which you might enjoy so yet again i'll bid you goodbye thanks for listening ta-ra all the best